Let me ask you something. Have you ever felt guilty for being sad or angry? How about hiding your real problems while pretending that everything is just perfect on the outside? Or maybe you're the type that believes if you just keep reciting some positive quote that everything will eventually be okay. Does any of this sound like you? On this week's episode, I'm going to investigate something called toxic positivity. You'll learn exactly what it is, why we do it, and exactly how to avoid this really toxic trap. All that and more coming up on the next What the Tigers Taught Me. Stay with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of What the Tigers Taught Me. I'm your host, Stephen Diamond, and you might have seen me on the hit Netflix TV series, Tiger King 2, The Doc Antle Story. You see, I grew up performing all over the world with real lions and tigers as a professional magician. And on this podcast, I use the term tiger as a metaphor for all of those shadowy creatures that lurk deep within us all only to rear up their dangerous little heads when we least expect it. You know, things like stress, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and today we're going to talk about a particularly nasty little beast. It's called toxic positivity. You might not have ever heard this term, so for those of you who are asking, hey Stephen, just what is toxic positivity and how does that affect me? Well, I'm about to reveal everything that you need to know. Think of it as the act of creating a narrative that's all about feeling good and looking on the bright side while hiding your real true negative emotions in a way that's not reasonable, not natural, or not mentally healthy. But for people with a sunny disposition, it may be hard to see if your positivity is something else in disguise. It's really that something else that we're going to do a deep dive into today. But here's the truth. Unrealistic behaviors such as this cannot be sustained for a significant amount of time when you are living in a brutally realistic world. Eventually, those whom you are trying to fool will know your secrets, even if that's you. Not to mention that it's exhausting to try and keep up this illusion. You know, there's an old Buddhist philosophy that I just love, and it states, There are three things that cannot long stay hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. You know, when I was going through therapy, I personally came to believe that there is a lot more to this than just believing overly generalized positive mantras. Behavior plays a real important part in this dysfunction as well. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not giving medical advice. I'm teaching you all that I learned through years of suffering needlessly and decades of therapy to overcome the traumas I experienced as a child. I speak from literally decades of experience. Now, the very first thing I want to discuss today is how social media has certainly given rise to the illusion of toxic positivity. If you scroll through anyone's Instagram who has nothing but self-absorbed selfies posted, 
I assure you that you'll find some good old toxic positivity at work right before your very eyes, among a whole host of other emotional issues. Social media is a literal breeding ground for toxic positivity. These are people who pretend, and social media allows them to create, their own world of illusion that lots of other people then buy into, admire, and even attempt to recreate for themselves. Some people will believe it's real. People suffering from toxic positivity are super easy to spot if you know what to look for. For example, I'm sure a lot of you listening right now have seen the Island Boys on social media. You know, those gold teeth skinny guys from Florida with the Statue of Liberty spiked hair. If you've been on TikTok in the past year, then you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm sure you've all heard that dumb song that only has one lyric. I'm an island boy and just trying to make it. Oh my God, that song drives me insane. These goofballs are trying to convince everyone that this fake life that they have created and show on social media is real. But the reality is, both of them have a criminal record. Plus, that mansion you see is rented. So are all those girls. And the cars. And all that cash they flash is more than likely prop money used in the movies. In my opinion, these guys are as fake as fake gets when it comes to their public persona. And that's important. I'm talking about their public persona. Sure, they might make a few hundred thousand dollars making club appearances and selling some merchandise. But is that real? Is it authentic? An even better question to ask is, will they have any money in five years? These guys are dripping in toxic positivity, and they don't even know it. When you pretend, or even worse, try to convince others that your life is just fine, when the truth is that you're suffering deep inside with so many emotional issues that you can hardly cope anymore, you are suffering from toxic positivity. You might think of these people as dumpster fires, but they are not. What they are, are good people just like you and I, and they're only missing the real world skills that could truly change their lives. I know, because that was me years ago. We all know that Having a positive outlook on life is good for your mental well-being. Now, that is clear scientific fact. The problem is that life isn't always positive. We all deal with all kinds of really painful emotion and experiences. Those emotions, while often unpleasant, are important and need to be felt and dealt with openly and honestly. That's a really big deal in my online stress and anxiety management course at lifeskillsmasterclass.com. If we are not open and honest with ourselves, how can you ever create space for healing to begin? It's just not possible. The island boys are swimming in emotional pain and they don't even have a clue. I would really love to meet these guys in person one day. I could really help them dig deep and find the answers that they've been searching for on the inside. When I see them, I feel sad because I know they are suffering needlessly. 
They're in so much emotional pain, you can just see it. But the truth is, they're no different from anyone else trying to convince the world that everything on the outside is perfect. They are simply seeking validation, approval, and ultimately, they want to know deep down inside that they matter, that people care. That's why they do what they do. And you know what? I did that for 28 years in my magic career, touring all over the world. That is exactly why I struggled so hard to be the most successful magician that I could possibly be, and it damn near killed me. It really had nothing to do with my love for the art of magic, as I had convinced myself was the truth. It had everything to do with being validated, loved, and knowing that I mattered. All the things I never got at home as a young boy with a physically abusive, mentally ill mother. Hearing those cheers and that applause every night was the most powerful drug I knew. It made me feel powerful, successful, in control, and most importantly, it made me feel loved. My favorite part of every show was actually after the show when the curtain went down. When I stood in the lobby by my merchandise stand, signing autographs, taking pictures, and talking to the members of the audience who had just seen my live show. It was like a needle in my vein. Hearing all of that praise and all of the validation and getting all of those hugs from complete strangers made me feel like I mattered. Like I was making some sort of small impact in the world. So all of that equates to a reward in my brain. And when I would hug those people, my brain would re release a reward chemical like dopamine that would make me feel good and almost high. And so guess what? I would want to do it again and again and again. Until one day, I finally got into therapy and began to understand why I was so compelled to perform on stage every single night. Once I fully understood why I was doing what I was doing, the urge simply faded away. It vanished in the blink of an eye. I no longer wanted to tour the world or perform on stage every night because I finally understood the real, raw, and authentic truth about myself. All I really wanted was some nurturing love and to know deep down that I really mattered in this world and in a world that is so damn confusing. In that understanding, in that truth, my own personal truth came healing. As a result, I ended my magic performing career in 2006 because it no longer served me. It felt like that scene in The Wizard of Oz when Toto ran over and pulled back that little curtain and revealed that the almighty powerful Wizard of Oz was really an insecure, frail, and lonely old man searching for validation. The truth set me free from chasing the illusions I had convinced myself were true. When I stopped the toxic behavior that I was convinced was the best thing for me, I created a space for healing to begin. And this is so very important. In fact, it can be life-changing. It was for me. 
Toxic positivity takes many forms. Positive thinking to an overgeneralized extreme is just one of them. This attitude doesn't stress the importance of optimism. It minimizes and denies any trace of human emotions that aren't strictly happy or positive. I had convinced myself that performing on stage each night made everything all better, but that was far from the real truth. In other words, just thinking that by being positive and in many cases working exhaustively to convince everyone around you that everything is fine and keeping a positive mindset is going to make everything work out eventually is actually harming you and a very toxic way to live. So you might ask, how could simply thinking positive be harmful? Well, it isn't unless that positive thinking is taken to the extreme. Toxic positivity can actually harm people who are going through difficult times. Rather than being able to share genuine human emotions and gain unconditional support, people find their feelings dismissed, ignored, or even outright invalidated. That's the harmful part and can cause more trauma for that person a person who is already handling too much on their own deep inside. When they become extreme, it's literally a cry for help. For example, a lot of times when someone expresses just what they're going through, we don't realize that we are shaming that person by how we respond to them. When someone is suffering, they need to know that their emotions are valid and that they can find relief and love in their friends and family. Toxic positivity tells people that the emotions they are feeling are unacceptable, and that's just not right. Doing this can cause all kinds of guilt within a suffering person. It sends a message that if you aren't finding a way to feel positive, even in the face of tragedy, that you are doing something wrong. Believe it or not, this is actually causing more harm. Have you ever said to someone something like, put your big boy pants on and just get over it? Statements like that do exactly the opposite of what you were trying to achieve. It makes the person feel dismissed, ignored, or outright invalidated. It conveys the internal message that my feelings don't count, or even worse, I don't matter. Now I'm here to tell you that your feelings do count and they count a lot when it comes to healing yourself from life's most difficult moments. What I'm about to reveal is super important. If what I have been discussing rings a bell in your own life. So listen very carefully. Are you ready? This is life changing. The secret lies in understanding the truth that it's not so much about what happens to you, it's more about how you react to what happens to you. Do you get it? We need to experience our emotions because to avoid feeling things that might be painful actually denies us the ability to face challenging feelings that can ultimately lead to growth and a deeper insight into our own personal lives. In other words, had I not gone through all of the 
hard times and the struggle and the suffering that I did in my past, I would never ever have the wisdom to bring to you each week on this broadcast. It's that suffering that taught me the lessons that I now share with you. People, this is really powerful stuff here. By performing on stage every night, I was avoiding dealing with the real issues that could create massive change in my life. But I didn't know any different. As Oprah says, when you know better, you do better. Performing was just my drug of choice, so to speak. It gave me my fix each night, but the truth was, it was only a band-aid. I was ignoring the real issues just below the surface. You see what I mean? When people adopt the positive-only mantra, it can be particularly grating during times of intense personal distress. When people are coping with situations such as financial troubles, job loss, illness, or the loss of a loved one, or even a pet, being told that they need to look on the bright side can feel to that person who is struggling downright cruel. It is possible to be optimistic in the face of difficult experiences and challenges, and in fact, in certain situations life may produce, that's really all one can do. But people going through trauma don't need to be told to stay positive or feel that they're being judged for not maintaining a sunny outlook on life. That at its core is toxic positivity. It can work on both ends. We can do it to ourselves and we can do it to others and both are equally harmful. Toxic positivity can often be subtle, but by learning to recognize the signs, you can better identify this type of behavior. So, let's talk about some of the warning signs to look for. They might include things like brushing off your problems rather than facing them head on, feeling guilty about being sad, angry, or disappointed, hiding your true feelings behind feel-good quotes or even Bible verses that seem more socially acceptable, hiding or disguising how you really feel deep down inside, minimizing other people's feelings because they make you feel uncomfortable, shaming other people when they don't have a positive attitude, or trying to be stoic or get over it painful type emotions. Now that you know what to look for within yourself and others, what can you really do about it? Well, me and my psychologist friends have developed a list of some super secret head hacks for handling toxic positivity when you find that tiger lurking at your front door. Head hack number one, model your full slate of emotions around your loved ones. Being a good model of emotional intelligence can yield positive results and a key to cultivating emotional intelligence involves expressing your true emotions in a way that's natural and most importantly, honest. In practice, this can be difficult with people you don't know well, but you can start by modeling with friends and family or whomever you can be truly vulnerable with. Find someone that you can trust and practice with them. And if 
there aren't people in your life with whom you feel you can be vulnerable, it's still possible to be honest about your emotions. Just lead by example. I've learned that toxic positivity can grab hold in communities based on what we feel like is acceptable. If I don't show that I'm upset about something, then friends and family don't either, and it can spread that way like a California wildfire. By modeling your genuine emotions, you help to break that pattern. The key here is authenticity. Super secret head hack number two. Don't be afraid to say you're not okay. In my online course, I encourage people to experience and express all their feelings honestly, including negative emotions like anger and grief. That's why I created the internal members-only chat room called the Safe Place Community. In order to begin healing, you need to experience all the emotions that you have underneath just below the surface. You know, the ones that you feel boiling up just below your skin. You can't just put a mask on and try and convince all the rest of us that that mask is the real you. In the Safe Place community, you're free to discuss what's really going on in your life with like-minded, non-judgmental, loving, caring people who are healing just like you. In fact, many of them will have been through the exact same thing as you and therefore can relate with you on a level that maybe some of your friends and family can't. I really encourage our community to have these real conversations and to speak about the nitty-gritty nuances of their mental health. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Getting the right kind of support is so important. It saved my life. I'm here able to teach you these lessons as a result of the help that I got. I can't stress enough just how life-changing that can be. It certainly was in my case. Here's super secret head hack number three. Reframe the way you think about negative emotions. In fact, you don't even have to refer to them as negative emotions at all. Because feelings of sadness and anger aren't inherently negative. They're just responses to what's happening. My father used to tell me all the time when I was a little boy, there is no good news and there is no bad news. There is only news, just information. We make a conscious decision to label the information just presented to us in a positive or negative way. Folks, that right there can totally transform your life when you embrace this fact and, and really make it a part of your DNA. When those feelings arise, use them as indicators. Think to yourself, what do I need to pay attention to? And what do I need to give myself compassion on today? And as you're removing the negative associations you have with your feelings, remind yourself that emotions are intertwined and very complex. Today, I think of my emotions as just a passing visitor. They aren't here to stay. They're just visiting for a short period of time. You're allowed to have feelings in multitudes. And even if you're experiencing a messy combination of happiness and guilt or misery and excitement or all of the above, 
acknowledge it and model that behavior for others. We're not a monolith. Believe me when I tell you that you can be grateful you have a job, but also understand that that very job is taxing you at the moment to the point of being physically exhausted. That's totally okay and healthy to acknowledge. And if you're feeling it inside, then try to explain it to others in a safe environment. Because by doing so, you'll help stop the spread of toxic positivity. If you're saying it, then others will give themselves permission to say, there's nothing wrong with me if I'm experiencing that as well. Reach out to those who care. That's what this podcast is really all about. I'm reaching out to all those in need because I really do care. Look, people, we're all one race, the human race. We need each other. We are all genetically 99.9% exactly the same. It's just that tiny, tiny fraction of a percent that creates the illusion of our differences. Now, stop and think about that for a moment. Really let that marinate because it's really true. But you know what? Our differences make this world a far better and far more interesting place, I assure you. We all struggle from time to time. We all need help in one way or another. This world is too complex for any one of us to believe that we could make it out alive. Listen, be kind to one another. Love those whom you do not understand and understand that just because you don't understand someone is not a reason to fear them or cast them aside or even discount their feelings. You know, I've traveled all over the world and some of the kindest, most loving people that I've ever personally met are covered in tattoos, piercings, have modified their bodies in all kinds of extreme ways, and will scare small children on the very sight. They look like they belong to some sort of freaky circus. And some of the worst human beings I've ever known pretended their entire life to be religious, God-fearing, upstanding citizens who go to church every Sunday when nothing could have been further from the truth. What is on the inside is what matters most. Understand that the social mask we all create and hide behind is just an illusion to convince everyone else that everything on the inside is just fine. We all need each other, folks. And I hope that this episode has inspired you to be just a little more understanding with those whom you might formerly have seen as less than you. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Please join me each week for more revealing discoveries about what we do and why we do them. I'm Stephen Diamond. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>